0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. We're in Proverbs chapter 3, and this morning we're going to pick up in our series entitled The Paths of Life. Two weeks ago, we were blessed with a message from Reverend Mark Dunn. How many enjoyed Mark? He's got a good anointing on his life. I love it. And last week we enjoyed power a powerful weekend of ministry and empowerment with Leanne Sosby. How many enjoyed Leanne she was was wonderful. Today we're going to discuss verses 9 and 10 in Proverbs chapter 3. This is part of a uh, this is part four in the series and we will have two more after this before we move into a new Sunday morning series, which I think I'm going to... We'll see what it is, but it seems like I'm going to talk about or teach on our covenant and the blood of Jesus and some more truths there. The first uh, message in this series, we talked about the importance of knowing and keeping God's Word. We made this statement, it isn't enough for believers to carry the Bible in their hands. They must let the Holy Spirit write it on their hearts, or I would say their soul, their minds. Obedience to the word of God can add years to your life and add life to your years. Years to your life and life to your years. We saw in the second message in this series that uh, concerning the leading of the Holy Spirit, we looked into the importance of not leaning to our own understanding, but allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in all things. We looked at the life of David and how he prayed to the Lord before every battle. How many know we should seek God in everything? everything. Now that doesn't mean you're just dropping to your knees in the grocery store going, oh God, is it Cheerios? <laughs> or is it Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> if you're doing that, come see us after the service. We'll help you balance out. But <laughs> That's not what it's talking about. In other words, you're looking to the Lord consistently. You know how hard it is to look to the Lord? It's just easy. Lord, So God's not in heaven. How many remember the old, I uh, uh, can't remember the actress, but she was an a operator, and it was a comedy thing. Lily Tomlin? is that what, Yeah, hilarious. She's chewing that gum and just, you know, and she's plugging into all these things, trying to get everybody connected. You know God doesn't have a switchboard in heaven. He's not going, hold, hold, stop, stop. Shane's talking to me right now. I'll be with you in a minute. No, nope. he can talk to everybody on the planet all at once. And listen to me, the lights won't dim in heaven. Do You know what I mean by that? The power, there won't be a power shortage. He's got plenty. All you have to do is go, Lord. And then people say, well, I haven't heard anything. Then don't do anything. Well, I think I'm just going to do this. Okay, but... What you think and what God thinks might be two different things. And so then don't get mad at God if you went with what you thought and don't like the way it went. Come on, how many have done that? I'm not saying God's not, you know, God's very merciful, praise God, amen. But then he has to not only fix the decision we made, but then help us lead into the other one. I made some financial decisions years ago um, that I shouldn't have out of my own head for whatever reason, just immaturity, ignorance, you know, I mean, spirit of stupid, whatever you want to call it. It was all those things. And, uh, um, and it cost me, and I'm just going to say this, it cost me for years. But I recovered. I started listening to the Lord again, and I actually, the Lord's brought us back to a better place than that, And it was simple stuff, but if I would have followed him and listened to him and not leaned to my own understanding, I'd have been in a better position, right? Have you ever seen the church sign, things happen for a reason? Then underneath, sometimes that reason I was stupid is I was stupid. (laughs) Now, we live in a culture today, they don't want to be honest about anything. You know, people say, well, we just got to be positive. Well, I'm positive. If you do the wrong, if you don't listen to the Lord, you're going to have something you don't like, is that positive enough for you? <laughs> okay, so wait to hear from the Lord. David did it every time. What if David said, oh man, I've won five battles already. What do I need to seek the Lord for? We're, we're, we're stompers, man. We're devil stompers. We take everybody out. We've got the mightiest of the mighty men. We can't lose. And that's when you lose. That's when you lose. Well, I just don't know what to do. I'm under pressure. Don't do anything. Well, I have to make a decision. No, you don't. I'm gonna sit on this for a little bit because somebody needs it. Don't do anything. Well, I, don't, I just don't like my circumstance. Okay. Don't do anything. Wait. Now, don't just wait and, 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 and uh, search your own brain cells. Okay? Because how many have done this? You've talked to yourself. Now, I'm not saying you even talk to anybody, but you've talked to within yourself, you're having a conversation, and you go a direction that you came up with. Don't do that. Wait. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen if I wait. The Lord, if you haven't heard from the Lord, you don't have peace yet, you don't know what to do. Once you hear from the Lord, it'll work out. Besides that, in the middle of difficult situations, it gives you an opportunity to bench press patience. Nobody likes the gym. How, How many have an Instagram? Okay. Oh, like three people. I don't believe that at all. You're lying. You're lying because you're friends with me. I know you have one. <laughs> you follow the church. <laughs> I'm teasing. You just didn't want to raise your hand. I get it. <laughs> There's this guy on there I was showing, Taylor, the other day. He's he His name is like Mr. Olympia or something like that. I promise you, one of his... Uh, In his back, you know, he's flexing. His back muscles, I promise you, it's as big as me. Dude, is huge. I mean, like, you know, have have you ever seen a real muscular person? You know, a real muscular guy? I mean, they just, they can't find clothes to fit all their muscles. Do you know why they have muscles like that? Because they lifted weights. Do you know why... Pay, or how patience develops in our lives? When you want to do something, you wait. And that is doing reps in the Spirit. I remember just to encourage you. Some of you are not going to like this. I don't care. You're going to be encouraged anyway if you do it. All right? Just to encourage you, the Lord said to me, He said, you have to, you have to go be a youth pastor for two years i tried to wiggle my way out of that finally i just quit avoiding the bench press the bench press and i just started lifting and for two years listen to me i had to make myself go to work Now, for some people, it would just be a miracle if they went to work. <laughs> That's good preaching, Sean. Go ahead. Believe it will. Thank you. <laughs> people are like, can't we talk about the money? We can once we get past this. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I had to make myself go to work, and then I remember it one day as I was just practicing those scriptures and exercising my patience and exercising my patience and exercising my patience. One day I went to work and I realized the pressure wasn't there anymore. It's not that it wasn't there. It's that my max weight went up. In other words, in the spirit, I developed. A lot of times as believers, we're looking for a way out when God is giving us a way through. In other words, we're looking for circumstances to change instead of walking through the circumstances. Everybody likes when the, di- when the giant's head is cut off. A lot of people hide in their tents and tremble instead of going and cutting the giant's head off. I cannot cut the giant he- he- giant's head off in your world for you. You have to. Now, I know Jesus has done that. I understand that. I'm not saying you have to go be what, do what Jesus did, but you have, to, you have to implement what he did into your life. Amen? And when you do that, how many have done that in areas of your life? And you're like, man, I, this is the best. Imagine, and going back to Psalms 1, imagine doing it in all areas. You're, people will look at you and go, how are you producing fruit right now? I'm planted near the water. I'm not planted in the middle of nowhere. I let my roots go deep. I don't uproot myself every six months. I know Pentecostals, oh my gosh. There is, I don't know if this is an actual song, but it should be the Pentecostal church hop. <laughs> they are so unstable and they roam around going, this church isn't spiritual enough for me and that church ain't not spiritual enough. And you are weak, weak, weak as a believer. You will never grow like you should. And I've said this before, but i got to say it again. If, if you want to see what happens in the Spirit if you do that, buy yourself a plant and repot it a bunch. Never let it take root. Do you know what I've found out about the Lord? He'll lead you to a spot that your head doesn't like. Now he's not just obnoxious, okay? It's not like he's in heaven going, ha, 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 "Watch what I can do." You know, it's none of that, all right? He knows that iron sharpens iron. Listen to me, not wet stones. It's the same material. We don't sharpen things with the same material what does god do it has to be supernatural he puts you next to somebody that rubs you and they're just as solid as you are and what do we do Lord there's got to be a different way this hurts he's like nope this is the way but eventually you get sharp your rough edges go where right so Whoever this is for, don't move until you know. Don't do anything until you know. Know that you know first. Well, my family's telling me, man, I'm not going to be able to get rid of this, am I? I want to move on. Hear me, please. Thus saith the Lord. I don't care what your family says. Hear from God. Amen. Amen. Can I go on? Can I go on? That's the question. Yeah, Rick says I can go on. Thank you. He's a board member. I'll listen. Okay, so part three was humility and healing, how humility and healing are tied. You have to be, humbleness produces life in you. Uh, One translation that we read uh, concerning uh, that verse in Proverbs 3, 7, and 8, uh, verse 8 says, um, well verse 7 this is the message it says don't assume you know it all run to god run from evil verse 8 says your god will your I'm sorry your body will glow with health and your very bones will vibrate with life Isn't that a good, that's a good word. Now that you're reading the New King James, but that was the the message. So moving on to verse 9 and 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Verse 10, so your barns will be filled with something. And your vats will, you know, they'll be okay. They'll what? Overflow with new wine. So let's read this in a couple of different uh, translations here. The Amplified says it this way, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors. I like that. They had the righteous labors. That thought is actually in there. It's just not in all translations. And with the first fruits of all your income, so shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new new wine. The New Living Translation says, honor the Lord with, with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. I like that, the best part. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. In, the, in God's word translation, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best part of all your income. Uh, verse uh, 9 in the Young's literal translation, which is really close to the Hebrew, it says, Honor Jehovah from thy substance and from the beginning of all thine increase. Uh, the Bible in basic English says it this way give honor to the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your increase. Now, just so everybody can relax, we already took up the offering and I'm not taking up another one. Okay? All right. So if you've noticed around here, I don't, we don't go, oh come on, please. Oh, come on, please, 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 please. We don't do that. You know, if I was on the air, I'm not. I mean, we're on you know whatever. But if I was on TV and I and I was now don't think I'm slamming TBN and Daystar and all them I'm not. Just hear me out. If I was on there and I said, you know, if I was saying if you don't give we're going to go under. I would never do that. I would just get on one day and I would say, "Well, the money didn't come in. Bye." And then I would go on and do something else. Because I'm not going to become how many old believers are not beggars. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed Begging bread, because we're not beggars; we're believers. Amen. We're faith people, so we're to honor the Lord with our possessions. That word "possessions" means substance, and with the fru- first fruits of all our increase. Increase is pay from righteous work. So honor here. The word honor is k a b b e d. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do what uh, Rick did to us this morning. He tried to have us guess how to spell it. Was it a Greek word? It was a Greek word, I think. Oh, my goodness. There was no way. But it had, the word is kabod, and it actually has to do, this word honor has to do with weight is what it means. It means weight, something heavy or glorious, but it also means to glorify. How many have read the scripture, honor your father and, and your mother, right? Do you know what that actually means? To give them a gift. Now, it can, mean, it can mean saying honor them, but like if your father and mother need help, uh, your father or mother needed help, and you're, you're an older child now, I'm not talking about you're a little kid, but if they needed help, whether it be a place to live or something along those lines, children are actually supposed to honor their father, they're supposed to help them. Well, I just don't, my, me and my mom don't get along. What's that got to do with, with the scriptures? what does it have to do with the scriptures well my dad was mean to me my dad did this or my mom did this guys what's that got to do with the scriptures you're not doing you're not obeying the word because your parents did it right you're obeying the word because jesus did it right come on we wonder sometimes why blessings don't come or manifest like they should it's because we have the door closed To honor someone is to give something of weight or value to them, which shows respect and esteem. Now, we're talking about honoring the Lord. When it comes to God, it is an act of worship. Now, you're not worshiping people around you when you honor them. You're actually worshiping God. Now, I'm going to say it again. You're not worshiping people around you when you honor them. You're actually worshiping who? God. Jesus said, if you give a cup of cold water to one of the least of these, you've done it unto me. So worship, when we honor the Lord, we're worshiping him. When we honor people, we're worshiping the Lord because everything came from him. Amen. So showing honor exalts another above yourself. Again, we're in this whole thought process of not leaning to our own understanding. Showing honor is done through acts of respect and great esteem. This is more than just an act of obedience. It is an act of obedience from a heart motive of love or honor. So people say, well, I, the preacher said, I need, to go, I need to honor God, so I'm going to write out my 10% check, and I'm just going to give it. Is that how you honor someone? Here, here's your What if I went up to Mike? The Lord told me to do this. Here, and I just walked off. Does he feel real honored and god is not blessed either that what did you say what happens then sean i have to go back to the woodshed and god will make me re do it until my heart is in a place of honor right because when you're in a place of honor love flows and forgiveness and mercy flows in such a way and care that you are softened even if the situation around you is hardened. You say, why, do you, why are we going down this path? I know I prayed about it too. You know what the Lord told me? He told me this last night. The Lord desires to take us to another level of kingdom prosperity for kingdom work. But there needs to be adjustments in our thinking and value systems. And then he said to me after that, continued adjustments. Because we're fighting through this world system. A heart of worship searches for opportunity to bless God and his work. That's what honor is. When you are passionate for God, it's natural to look for ways to serve him and his things and his people. You'll look for ways. You'll go through your closet and go, you know, I know somebody at church who's about my size, and i haven't worn these clothes, and they're in good condition, not bad condition. They're in good condition, not bad condition. They're in good condition, not bad condition. Please don't buy yourself a new watch and then give the broken one to somebody else to be a blessing. How about you have enough faith to buy a new watch, give it, and believe God for one for you? See, the other thinking is religious. It's actually demonic. It's self-serving. I didn't mean to get that intense on that, but I did. Okay, so. This is a powerful thought. We actually have the ability to honor God. Whoa. That means you can step up into the throne room with a right heart and go, God, and he'll go, ah. Yeah, that that honored me. And here it's directly tied to what? Substance. Now, don't just think dollar bills. Think of substance in all your substance, okay? Now, I'm not telling you you should go home at the end of every week and go, ooh, our chickens laid double the eggs and you bring me the extra eggs. That's not what I'm talking about. But who can you bless with them? Somebody's like, I'll take them eggs. I want to... But who can you bless them with? If you have chickens. Do you know how you beat the world system in trying to make you poor? Because the devil is trying. Do you know how you beat it? You give. You give. Well, I don't have any money. Do you have a snow shovel? Sh- shovel your neighbor's driveway. Well, I don't, I, I don't, you know, we do this naturally thinking. We'll think, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. What do you have? Don't think about what you don't have. What do you have? How can you honor the Lord? How can you honor him? There's no such thing as spiritual and material in the Christian life, for everything comes from God and belongs to God. The Old Testament Jews brought the Lord the firstlings of their flocks and the firstfruits of their fields, and in this way they acknowledged his goodness and sovereignty. If we don't faithfully give to the Lord, we really don't trust the Lord. Did you know that? If you don't faithfully give to... You know, you know what verse we love? We love verse 10. Put verse 10 back up there if you would, Jessica. Verse 10 is what we love. Oh, my barns will be filled with plenty, but you know what comes before verse ten. Verse nine. Lord, I just don't understand why you're not blessing me. You know your promises are. Years ago, uh, Brother Hagen shared this with us in class, but he had, the Lord called him out of pastoring into traveling ministry, and he was traveling around. He was going broke by the day, and uh, but he obeyed the Lord. And so he finally, uh, you know, got to the place like a lot of us do where you better fast and pray or else you may not make it. And so he started fasting and praying and seeking God. And as he did, the Lord spoke to him because he was quoting a scripture to the Lord. He was saying, Lord, you said, if you, if we be willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. And he kept repeating this to the Lord. Lord, I was obedient. I left my church. I did. My kids need clothes. My kids need to eat right. They're not. When I was at my last church and he's bargaining with God. How I many you know if you're going to get in an argument with God, you better be open to being wrong? <laughs> Some people are not, you know, I mean. We're <laughs> but anyway, he, he's going back and forth, and the Lord said, you're not, you're not in line with that verse. That's why it's not working. And he said, Lord. He said it, it just kind of got to him, you know, like almost getting punched in the gut. How many ever been punched in the gut by the Lord? All right, so. You know what I mean by that. It just gets you. And he said, he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, you are obedient, but you're not willing. He said, don't tell me it takes long to get willing. I got willing in 10 seconds. You say, how do you do that? You eliminate everything but what the Lord asked you to do, and you put your heart there. That's how you become willing and. I think a lot of times Christians are obedient. But sometimes they're not as willing as they might lead on. Do you know what that takes? Humility and private time with the Lord. Lord, I want to fulfill everything you have for me. What do I need to change? What needs to be adjusted in my life? Lord, I know in this relationship, you're not the problem. Now if a lot of pe- now unsafe people I understand, Christians I don't quite get, but I understand where it comes from, a lot of people are still blaming God for things that He has nothing to do with. Or they're saying, "I've, ha- I've actually had Christians come up to me, they don't realize they're saying it, but what they're saying is, is I did everything I was supposed to, God didn't. Nope. It's not possible it's not it's impossible that God didn't do what he was supposed to. He is not a man that he should nor the son of man that he should repent. So where was the repentance laid on the son of man us not on him? He's right. Let's just practice that. Say that with me. Say, "Lord, you're right." Goes on to say this, of course our tithes and, and offerings are not payments for his blessing, rather they're evidence of our faith and obedience. Christian industrialist R.G. Laterno, if you've never read about him, you should, used to say, if you give because it pays, it won't pay. <laughs> A giving heart is preparation for what God wants to say to us and do for us. It's an act of what? Worship. What is worship? Honor, glorifying. It's us what? Submitting to him and allowing him to speak to us. If the Lord says to you, do this, you do it. Now, there are all sorts of different levels of faith sitting in here. I know people in here that have given huge checks to the kingdom of God, cash, money. I know people in here that have given cars away. People say, cars? Why would you do that? Because the Lord has blessed you. And then he says, I gave that to you. I want you to give it to them. (laughs) Some of you are looking at me in disbelief. I'm half tempted to pull the people and have them share their testimony. But you are looking at one. What if we got to the point where we were giving away a house? Ah, oh, oh. You're like, I'm struggling to give up my one rich cracker when I have two. <laughs> Listen. When I started in this, I didn't believe, I didn't believe, I I never thought I was gonna give away something like that. But you know what? First John chapter three says that if I have this world's good and I see my brother in need and the Lord touches me and says, I want you to give that. How can I close up the bowels of compassion within me and not release heaven to them? And I didn't do it so I'd reap a hundred cars. Come on. Now, lest you think I'm bragging on me, I'm bragging on God. Let me ask you a question. In the book of Acts, this is going to be fun. I'm excited about the next two messages. In the book of Acts, did the people sell their houses and properties and give it to the church? Oh, but we're faith people, right? (laughs) Now, again, I'm not going to take up an offering. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm asking you not to do what I'm saying. I'm asking you to seek God. God will never lead you to do something you don't have faith for. I said God will never lead you. He knows where you're at. People say, well, I have to give up. I have to sell my house now. I did not say that. I said, Where, where's your heart toward the Lord? What is he asking of you? You know, sometimes, and this, this, some people uh, have different ideas of what that is. It starts with what can you do to honor him and his things and to worship him. And what does that open up? So people think, because we have a wrong mentality about giving, they think I'm losing something when you need to think I'm planting something. How do I, how do you, how can you repair, I'll I'll share this testimony with this happened to me down at Ramah, I got into a fight with a guy when I was in Bible college. Because, you know, I wasn't that far out from being saved. I mean, you know, I was unsaved for only a couple, a year before I went down to Bible college. I mean, they accepted me. It's their fault. Anyway, so. (laughs) But we were playing. It was actually after I was at Ramah for a couple years, I think. And we were at the gym because they had a gymnasium playing basketball. And uh, I went up for a layup. And I I went up. I faked up. And then I went down like that. How many played basketball before? And the guy jumped over me. Well, he got himself, his legs uh, were on my back. And so his legs went where? And he went, donk. And so we got into, it wasn't a fist fight. We got into a a heated disagreement. Um, There were other people there. Otherwise, maybe it could have gone further. (laughs) I probably would have lost. But anyway, so... (laughs) But I, wouldn't tell, I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to let that you know, thought be in his mind. And so we got into it because he thought I did that to him on purpose. Well, of course I didn't. So now we go to the same church, but we've had a fight. Now, thankfully, it's a church of about 4,000. <laughs> but you know, somehow I saw that guy every week. And I'd walk up and go, yeah, it's good to see you, brother. Yeah, you too, you know. I don't know what was going on in his heart. And uh, Heidi had gotten me a watch, I think. Something like that, right? Something like that, I think. And, and it was, uh, she worked at the Buckle at the time, and so she bought a watch from there, I think. And it was a Kenneth Cole watch. It was nice. And uh, I every time I saw this guy, I got bitterness. You understand what I'm saying? Because I want to hit him. I mean, I want to, I do. I just literally did. I want to prove him wrong. Well, that's wrong. Of course, that's my flesh, right? So I'm, and I'm hearing the word of faith and all of this stuff, and I'm like, Lord, what do I need to do? And the Lord, I I think I listened to a message maybe by, maybe it was Keith Moore or Joyce Meyer, but somebody was talking about blessing those who curse you, okay? Now, if you receive a gift in here after this message... (laughs) Do not go to, it was a curse. This is why they cursed me, okay? We're going to believe it's on the other side, okay? I'm just sharing this as a testimony for somebody out there on the internet. Okay, so <laughs> so I, I went up and I just said, and I started, so I started praying for him. That's the first thing I started doing. It was the only way to get the bitterness out. And then the Lord said to me, you know that watch you just got? I was like, yeah, the Lord, I said, Lord, Heidi got that for me. And I don't remember what it was for, birthday maybe, I don't know. Anyway, it was a gift for something. And my wife's awesome because she's like, yeah, you can, you know, give it away, give it away. You know, She knows, she's, she's faith. And so I said, okay, Lord. He said, give that watch to him. So I went up to him and I didn't grip my teeth and give it to him. I said, hey, brother, I've been praying for you, and I just felt like the Lord told me to give this to you, this watch. And he looked at it. I said, yeah, it's a Kenneth Cole. He goes, oh, I love Kenneth Cole. And I'm thinking, I must have heard from the Lord, <laughs> you know, because there's no way I would have known that. And he said, these shoes I got on are Kenneth Cole. And he started talking about, you know, all that stuff. But, I, but from that moment on, I've never had a problem with him. And you say, well, of course not. You're not even around him. No, I've seen him around. When I went down to Raymer, and came back, he actually ended up traveling with Brother Hagen for a while and doing some, you know, ministry team stuff with him. So I'd see him on videos sometimes or on TV. And you know what never comes up? No bitterness. Why? Because I honored him, but I worshiped the Lord. I put the honor of God and the worship of God in front of my personal feelings and the, and the lies of the enemy. Amen? Now, this took a little bit different direction than I was thinking. And eventually, we'll get into 1 Corinthians 16 on this. But um, I think I'm going to wrap it up for for this morning. Joy, if you want to come. Um, but the reality is, is that if we're going to step into everything that God has for us in all of this paths of life, we have to, we have to walk in obedience to that word. Now, listen to me. I want to say this again. You're not earning God's uh, uh, rewards. This isn't a payment system. What you're doing is functioning within the principles that are provided because of the grace of God. So people say, well, why why does sin stop the blessing of God? Well, it technically doesn't stop it. It stops it to you. So in other words, I'll put it to you like this. You could have bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart, and maybe you and another person went through the exact same circumstance. You could have bitterness and un- unforgiveness in your heart, and the person that went through that circumstance with you decided to forgive. Do you know the blessings of God are not stopped in their life because I don't obey? They're stopped where? In my life, right? So it's, it's a lot like uh, a faucet in the sinks, in your sink at home. It's one thing if the city turns off the water. But if the city has the water on and you never turn your faucet on, what will you never have? But you know what a lot of people are doing? Calling the city. Okay, let me make it more spiritual. Calling God. And God is saying, the water's on. Open. The faucet. How do I oh how do I open it? Honor the Lord with your substance. <laughs> is that simple? That's exactly how it is in the Spirit. People say, how could it be that simple? Jesus said, if a kernel of wheat fall into the ground, How did Jesus teach kingdom principles? Fishing, farming. Come on, simple stuff, right? How many are glad you don't need a PhD to understand God? You see, how how do we understand God then? Watch the sun rise and set. Seed time and will never cease. As long as, it, with seasons, do we have seasons every year? Even though the naysayers say, oh no, 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 it's all, we're all gonna, you know, be flooded. Global warming, ah, what are we gonna do? And, God, and it still just keeps going, you know? We're gonna run out of f- fossil fuels, we're gonna run out of this, run out of that, run, nope, and it just keeps going. Panic, ah! And God's going, steady, never changes. Amen? How many are open to being one that God can flow kingdom finances through? Now, I think all of our hearts are right in this and we have that passion, but it's it's not as easy as you might think because there's this thing we deal with when money comes to us. It's intoxicating. Well, I have to hang on to this. Why? well, I I won't have this down the road if I don't budget for... And I'm not against budgeting. But how many think there's a different way like God can take us... How many realize this? I'll I'll, I'll finish with this. And then I'll give an altar call because it's the perfect time. But how many realize this? The world can do budgets just as good as us. And it's no witness to them if you succeed the way they did. Why do they need your God? If they can add and subtract. There's something bigger here that God wants to do. And I believe that part of the call for this place. Now my call is to preach. I'm not going to join businesses. So I'm not going to be any part in businesses. I will pray for you. And believe God with you my call is to preach I know what I'm called to do but in your call have you spent time with the Lord have you waited on the Lord have you sought him in what you're supposed to do see my place of prosperity is within my anointing your place of prosperity is within yours your particular portion or call so have you spent time with the Lord have you looked at are you willing to say Lord whatever you want me to do i'll do now i hope i didn't present that in an easy way now i want you to easily understand it but i want you to realize the when the lord puts his finger on something what it means how many love the story of abraham and isaac how many think Abraham just, just flippantly was like, yep, I'll just, I'll just hand over Isaac to you after he believed God for 25 years to receive Isaac? Do you think that was easy for him? Now, see, we read it from a, a non-realistic position. We just read it without the Holy Spirit giving us revelation. If we really understood what Abraham went through we would realize how much faith is being demonstrated to God. Amen? And I realize this, you have to be careful with these messages because people have good hearts. And they'll do things out of zeal instead of out of the leading of the Lord. So I'm going to say this, don't do anything. Seek God. Come on, how many are willing to just get before the Lord, take time and say, Lord, I'm willing to do what you want me to do, not what the preacher said, not because I was super hyped up in the service, not because I felt your anointing real strong. None of those things, Lord, this is just you and me in the prayer closet right now. What are we going to talk about? What are you dealing with me about? Show me. Lord, prepare my thinking, prepare my mind, prepare my heart. Lord, show me where are the areas that if I get into this, where are the areas, Lord, that threw Judas off? Because he didn't have to sell out. He had a God in his life that was greater than Jehovah. It's called money, and it is running the world. Are running a lot of people's worlds. How many know God is so big, He can have a crow pick up a steak from a barbecue and drop it off at your house? I'm quoting a scripture. (laughs) It's not exactly that, you know, it might be a little bit different in the Hebrew, but every head bowed, every eye closed. prayer workers are gonna be up here after service if you need prayer for anything healing whatever it is but if you're in this place this morning and you uh, you need to either you need to give your heart to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord I want to give you that opportunity we know that eternity is in the heart of man we know that uh, God loves us and he doesn't want us to perish that's why he sent Jesus We know that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we know that heaven is a free gift for us. God wanted us back so much in relationship with him that he gave Jesus. It says in Romans 5, 8, and 9 that God demonstrates his own love toward us. That in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Salvation through Him saves us from the wrath of hell. We receive God's forgiveness through faith. We know this according to Romans 10, 9, and 10. And you can receive that gift right now if you'd like. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If there's anybody in here or online and you'd like to give your heart to the Lord, I'd ask you to just raise your hand where you're at. I want to pray with you. Or rededicate your heart to the Lord. Yes, I see one hand back there. Anybody else? You want to give your heart to the Lord. 100%. Okay. Would you all pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you that your son Jesus came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead, so that I could receive forgiveness become your child and receive the gift of eternal life I come to you now and repent of all my sin I not only receive your gift of forgiveness but I give you all my life all of my heart I believe you have, have accepted me because Jesus said. The one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, helping me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, we have a gift for you. Just come up and see uh, Rick and Luann. They have a new believers pack for you. They'll be able to help you with that. Did you get anything from the Word? How many love to be challenged? It's good. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.